Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway, thank you very much uh, for downloading. Uh, on the whole takeaway side of things, pizza tonight at Ooh. home, but it's not a takeaway. Um, I was in the supermarket the other day and saw one of those uh, little boxes. You could you can ba- basically buy pre-made rolled pizza base, uh-huh. okay, which you then unravel yourself. So it's yours from scratch. So Can what- I just say, it's already sounded like quite a lot of work. Really? Just that first bit. Are you kidding me? So what, you've got to unroll it and then yeah. what, get the sauce on top? Get your passata on top, so you're in control of how much sauce is going on. Does the passata come with it? No, you've got to buy the passata. So you've got to get your passata as well, right, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's an Italian household. You're doing them a favour. in there. It's, I'm sure it must be cheaper. I'm going to let that one slide, the Italian household <laughs> comment. That's fine. <laughs> Strictly speaking. Sorry, yeah, go on. One side's more Italian than the other. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what you, I'm not saying which. Um, what are you having? If if it's you're not having to go to a pizza menu, right. it's completely yours from scratch. What's going on? I saw. I like. I see what you're saying there. That yeah. you're not kind of um, corralled. No, you're restricted. not governed by the traditional things that a menu or a takeaway might say. You can put on whatever you want because you're making it. Do you know what I like? I like uh, smashed sausage. You know, <laughs> you know, you get a sausage that's crumbled, like a sausage. And that's not the technical term for it, I'm aware. Smash sausage. Smash no, sausage. I don't think it is. And also, anchovies. I absolutely love anchovies. Do you like white bait? I do, when I'm on holiday on a beach. I love white bait. I've wondered whether it's... Why, why can that not go on a pizza? But, like, breadcrumb, kind of deep-fried white bait, or just, like, the yeah, fish. Yeah, with a bit of crunch, yeah. Oh, I kind of like the sound of yeah, that. Yeah, with a little bit of tartar on top of the passata. Oh, sorry, passata. <laughs> absolute tartar. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. We trust you're having a good day. Uh, being on the train over the past few nights and mornings, uh, I've noticed what I would describe as a breakdown in society. It's, life's different after lockdown, isn't it? Do it you is. know what I mean? It is. Things that happen now are not the same of what used to go on back before lockdown. Like, obviously, everyone trapped in the house for a couple of years. I think something's happened. Allow me to clarify. Uh, on the past two or three uh, train trips to and from work, I've been sat in the proximity of someone that I would like to term loosely as a gimp. <laughs> Spooling through inane TikTok <laughs> things, videos, whatever TikTok is, on their phone at full volume. And they're not the only ones. Two or three different people on the carriage are doing this at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm there, I'm looking around like, what, 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 yep. what? But no one, everyone else is just carrying on. It's like, like it's like that's the norm. It's is a, that the norm? It's a spate of it. It's uh, the, the the inane but loud TikTok scrolling is everywhere at the moment. I'm having to put me noise-cancelling headphones on and just listen to stuff oh. more than I've ever had to before because otherwise you're just hearing the soundtrack of really bad TikTok videos. So, I remember back in the day, right, if someone used to call me, uh, if I was on the train, I wouldn't answer it because I don't want to talk on the train or, or I'd have a really quiet conversation like, you know, that thing where you do the voice, you go, I can't talk, I'm on the train. Yes. Whereas other people now will just talk you know, completely out loud and you can hear all their business and this girl the other night was talking about her boyfriend and all this kind of stuff and then now it seems fine. Don't worry about earphones or Bluetooth or wide. Just put it on loud. <laughs> Go through your TikTok on dead loud. You know, it, it, there's just been a change, I think. There has been a change. So I'm saying this evening, if it's possible, I know there's a bit of paperwork involved, I think it needs to be a new crime. <laughs> Because we're not, we haven't done all the crimes. No. There's, there's not a list of like that's it now. They're all that's all the crimes. There has to be new ones out there. There's got to be new crimes out there. So here's a question, right? If you could make a thing, a criminal offence with a mandatory two-year hard labour sentence, what would it be and why? For example, in last night on this show at the tail end, even though we held our composure all right the way through it, and people listening to Hometown might not have noticed it, someone in this office microwaved fish. Ah. Oh. At about five to seven. So bad. Stunk the entire place out. So bad. Two-year 
hard labour sentence. Imagine them breaking rocks or making lumber plates. I'd love to see it. On reflection, mine's going to be a difficult one to enforce because it's more of a domestic one. But it, it, equally, this could, happen. this could happen it's in fine. a workplace, OK? But if somebody has eaten the last pack of something without publicly declaring that to someone else... OK. Instant crime. So, for example, say, for, say you bought a, an eight-pack of penguins, okay. right? And there's one left, and everyone in the house knows there's one left. But someone else eats that last one without saying, does anyone mind if I have that last penguin? Uh-huh. Because then another person might assume it's there, go, and there's no penguin left. So I'd say that. I don't know what the term of it is. Did you, did you want to just leave a voice note for Natalie? <laughs> Rather than go through the process of just there saying it on the There should have been a penguin there. I agree with you. There should have been a penguin there. You're looking forward to it. There wasn't a penguin there. He was looking forward to it. Uh, a sporting one from John, who's tweeted us an absolute radio rounding up anyone who's wearing a half and half scarf. There's no oh. business in a half and half scarf. Where, when did that become a thing? I don't know. But like, and then what do you, it's never like valid again until you play that team again the same next season. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And trust me, the quality of them, they won't have lasted until that next match. Uh, Chunky Lover says, starting every sentence with so uh, uh, Jamie Robbins says uh, people who are unprepared at airport security lines yeah. uh, someone says hi guys my friend Yasmin is in an Uber with her driver and she wants to thank him for listening to your show Absolute Bangers there's a lot in there but we'll take that as a compliment hope you enjoy the music so far in the meantime we're asking you this question right if you could make anything that's currently not a crime a crime what would it be and why? This is because I'm still annoyed about it now. I've had a couple of train journeys recently where people are just listening, spooling through TikTok at full volume on their phone. What's going on with that? Uh, Katrina's going even harsher on this particular issue. She says replacing a loo roll the wrong way round. And there's a lot of people that are saying just not replacing it at all. But Katrina's saying even people who try to replace it, but they put it on the wrong way round, uh, that's an instant crime in Katrina's book. I don't even know if they're... What, is there a right way? Yeah, the right way is obviously the paper hanging the furthest bit away from the wall as Who possible. says so? Who says that's the right way? Do you know what I mean? I would say all reasonable people. Really? Yes. But it's closer to you, isn't it? If the let's not get into this. <laughs> uh, Hibby says gamers, board gamers who call dice click clacks or math rocks. As someone who's a board gamer, that's made me sick in my mouth. <laughs> and Chris, this is a niche one. I mean, again, this can be down to your line of work. Uh, Chris says vets not screwing the lids of urine samples on properly. It's oh, niche, niche. It's a very niche one. Axe to grind, isn't it? Obviously an issue. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, instant crime, what is it? It's crumbs in the butter. I can't do crumbs left in the butter. Turns me, absolutely turns me. Do you know what? Crumbs no. in the butter sounds like the name of a Travis album. <laughs> <laughs> but I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Someone in your house do this, Hannah? Someone in particular? Yeah, my, my dad, um, a man in his 60s, and I am a notorious toast eater. I have toast most mornings for breakfast, so if there's crumbs in the butter, I get the blame. <laughs> but he has, he has a cheeky slice of toast in the evening. Good man. Do you, I, I, I'm, I'm quite yeah. bad for this, right? I'm going to put my hand up and say I, I do this a little bit, and I've been told off for Kate, by Katie, my other half, for it. What I do is no, I, put, I put too much butter on my bit of toast <laughs> yeah. and then think I've over-buttered this. Yeah. Then I think, well, I don't want to waste it, so I scrape it back off and slide it back down no. into the block of butter. No, that's horrible. It's sorry. No. absolutely horrible. Horrible. Oh, that's a life sentence. No. That's, <laughs> that's so bad. Uh, so, <laughs> Hannah, uh, if this becomes a crime and onto the statute books, obviously uh, I'm losing my co-host here because he's going to jail. Life, apparently. Um, as yeah. an aside, why do you think we've never got squeezy butter? Why Why does butter come in a block? Why can't it come out of a tube? Because yeah. then you wouldn't have that. I don't know. I, yeah, squeezy butter, it doesn't sound appetising. Hannah, imagine this, right? I go to prison. I'm in prison for life for crumbs in the butter. Yeah. And then there's like the, the, the squeezy butter act is packed, passed two years into my trial. <laughs> Netflix documentary series, I get released. Yeah. 
I probably watched an aspect documentary series to be honest. The Leon so, yeah, C one. Yeah. <laughs> but don't put it back. That's that's nasty. Dealing as ever with the big issues, what thing that isn't a crime should be now made a crime. Pete says bearded men getting beard tidy ups in busy barbers. Lazy so and so's do it at home. Uh, Dan has got back in touch saying Dearbush and Richie is a bearded man who likes to occasionally indulge in a little bit of beard trimming in the barbers. I don't see what the difference makes if I'm sat in the chair paying for a beard trim or sat in the chair having my hair cut. So stop being so jealous because you can't grow a fantastic Viking beard. We could. I don't know whether I could, you know. <laughs> I don't know whether I could. I'm worried about whether I could or not. <laughs> uh, this tweet says uh, here from H, uh, people who walk around in residential areas with the extendable dog lead out on full length. Oh, yeah. I come out my front door, I almost trip over the thing. <laughs> Just use a normal length dog lead! I love it. Love we, anger. We should, uh, we should grow beards. What, should we do some beards in the next few yes, months? Yes, I know Mo- Mo- Movember's coming up. You can have a beard. That'd be so good. Beard Ember? Me, you and producer Adem. Yes. He'd look like, remember on those toys from the 70s and 80s, we got iron filings and a magnet. <laughs> anyway, let's go to the phones. We've got Eva on the line. Eva, you all right? I love your show, and I used to live in Trowbridge. That's my hometown. Trovegas. How's Trowbridge doing yes. at the moment? Is it all right? Yeah, Brilliant. Good on you, man. Well, look, Eva, uh, we hear you've got um, we hear you've got an idea for us for a new instant crime. What is it? Whistling. What's wrong with whistling? Whistling. It's horrible. It's a personal invasion of one's peace <laughs> and quiet space. So, give us an example I, of when you when someone whistles and you don't like well, it. I used to work in an office when there was one bloke who loved him to death. We really got on ever so well. But he used to have this one long, sharp, whistling note. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And I did ask him so many times, but they forget, don't they? Because they, it's habit. Um, wow. I think, I think, honestly, they should have their lips sewn together. <laughs> oh, it's got dark. It's Halloween <laughs> soon, but it's got again. dark. Eva, look, is the, the, the whistling person is a happy person. No one whistles sadness. Yeah, but they make me sad and unhappy, so... She's got know. a point. She's got a point. Two years, have, minimum sentence. I've, I have asked people, like in a supermarket, who are standing behind me to stop whistling. Have <laughs> you really? Yeah, wow. I, honestly, I like it. It hurts, it hurts me. It Eva, hurts you me. sound a lovely person, but if you ever got in a seat of power, I think I'd have to leave the country. She's trouble. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. L- lovely to speak to you. Pass on our love to Trowbridge. Will do. You take care now. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, so, look, let me let you into uh, a little discussion that we've been uh, having here, pre-show and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I've been thinking of getting one of these video doorbells. Didn't think that would be uh, a controversial purchase. Uh, been a few times recently. Deliveries have come. Packages end up in uh, weird weird places. And if you've got these video doorbells, you can pick your phone up and say to the person, oh, just stick it behind the bin or do this or do that or we're back in a minute, just hold on. Uh, But then my friend here, my colleague, Mr Bush, you've heard him, he's saying to me, be careful what you wish for. Do you want well, to explain to people what your problem is with these video doorbells? I'm the same as you. I like the idea of it, right? Yeah. It looks brilliant. I sat it's behind brilliant. a woman. Not that I'm looking over people's shoulders, but I sat behind a woman on the train the other day and she was, like, checking all of the videos and stuff from the previous night. And I'd love to get one. But my other half, Katie's point is, there's loads of weird stuff that goes on at night. Mm-hmm. Like people doing stuff and all that kind of... Walking around, people drunk on the way back from the pub. And you you sleep right the way through because you don't see it. Yeah. But if you've got one of them doorbells, it's captured on camera. And sometimes it's better... 
not to know. Do you know what I mean? Like someone coming and have a little look through your window. That kind of thing. I, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I, I love the idea. For me, it's the convenience of a delivery while you're out. Yes. But yes, it does open a portal of suddenly realising that stuff's going on that you didn't know was going on. Also as well, I think it'd be a bad temptation. I would I would want to muck around and say if Katie was chatting to like <laughs> the delivery driver for too long or so. She's engaged, mate. You're wasting your time. <laughs> Even if I was at work. So it's a bad temptation. So look, is he right? Is he wrong? Here's the question. What have you seen caught on camera? So you might have one of these video doorbells. Might be something that you've you've seen without realising it was happening. It might have been a dash cam kind of thing. Something yeah. you got caught on that. Fascinating things. One of these people who you see them with their cycling helmet and they've got their little camera thing on the top and it's yeah. captured something crazy. Captured something you didn't realise. You're just cycling along and watching footage back and you're like, oh wow, that happened. That's an albatross. <laughs> Round here. <laughs> something like that. Particularly set the bar. Set the bar. Alba- albatross sightings as well. We'll take those. This tweet here says, you've got to get one. You can end up on a paranormal show because you've captured an unidentified aerial phenomena. Well, you, you're a man that claims to have seen the UFO. I have seen the UFO, what? yes. But maybe there's stuff going on out the back you don't, you're not even aware of it. Now's your chance to get it on camera and, like you say, go on TV. I, I know, but I'm not one of these people that's seeking to go on TV just because I've seen a UFO. If there is activity outside the house, do I want to know about it? Because as I've always said, when I saw that one on the M4 that time, it is a burden once you've seen it because you've got people laughing at you for the rest of your life. And I'm not doing that, I'm just saying. It feels like you are. I did, that's how it's that's coming across, just being honest. <laughs> Actually, I was laughing at yeah. you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the other thing is, my, my, uh, my sister-in-law... Uh, their ring doorbell captured someone having their car firebombed. What be wow? And you know she's got that on her wow. phone now. I ask her to play me the video every time they come and visit. What about wow. that? Wow! Wow! So, so think about some of the stuff you could get on tape. Oh, I don't want anyone to see that, do I? Uh, Neil says, best thing I caught on my CCTV was a fox walking up the road with a Kentucky Fried Chicken bag in its mouth. He's in Chorley. Uh, bold as brass uh, foxes these days. A couple of good ones here. Um, good stuff you've captured on camera. Dobby says, guy in the house across the road jumping out of his bedroom window then getting tasered by the police. Thank you for that. Um, Philippe says, this is crazy. He says, I've been told the police can access and check door video footage at any time. Come no, on. I'm sorry, no. Come on. Now you don't want to be looking at foxes with KFC, do they? They don't need to be doing that. April, what have you seen? Um, so I saw two deer um, coming across my video doorbell, but my garden is completely fed in with houses at the back, houses to the side. There is no way that they could have got in without me seeing them, so I don't know how they got there. Wow, so some kind of deer got into the garden and you don't know how they do it? No, and then they left and I don't know where they went because I don't live in the countryside either, so... April, I saw Bambi and they can jump. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, but it's it's a big thing. (laughs) So I have no idea. Okay, and do you know, like, because we had a problem in our area, this is the only reason I get a, fo- uh, a, you know, a doorbell with a camera on it, is because foxes keep pulling on our doorstep. Right? So, are about... you're talking to the fox, are you? I just have a word with the fox. You, would you, would, do the deer do stuff on the lawn, or are they good? <laughs> they well behaved? I imagine deer are too nice, no, aren't they? They were fine. They, they just gently walked past, but I did not expect when I looked at my doorbell in the morning when I saw there had been something, two deer was not what I expected to see. Do you know, and you would, never, you would never know that, would you, if you didn't have the doorbell? No, you, you wouldn't that. know that. I would so never I'm... have known there was deer frolicking. 
So I could be missing out on wildlife. Spring watch, mate. Text here, 81215. I wasn't keen on seeing my wife stick her fingers up at the doorbell. With full knowledge, I would be checking the uh, footage. Rumbled. Little red flag just here. But things are starting to turn towards. We know what you lot are like. There's getting a bit of that kind of home-time response going on here. Glenn in Stevenage says, The strangest thing we caught on camera today is not a UFO, a ghost, or a unicorn. It was our colleague Phil Bailey actually doing some work. <laughs> Thank you. Nathan, what have you caught? Yeah, I once used to keep um, pet chickens. And one day I was reading a book to me, well, my eldest son, very young at the time. Um, I heard a commotion outside and I ran out. Oh, no, the chickens ran outside and I literally saved them from the fox by a cat's whisker. A lot of animals being thrown around here. <laughs> Do you see it on camera? Where's the camera, though? Uh, well, it's CCTV. It were um, just pointing on the garden. Wow. Oh, so right. So you heard the commotion. You went out there, saved the cockles from the fox. By a cat's whisker. Yeah. By a cat's whisker. <laughs> <laughs> and then, once it's all sorted, you went back to CCTV to see how much of a hero you looked. Pretty much. <laughs> I love it, because if you tried to describe that story, people wouldn't believe you. No. You've you got actual footage of it. Yeah, it's literally... He had the cockerel in his mouth, and as I ran out and went to go for him, he just sort of went. I literally saved him, like I say, by a cat's whisker. <laughs> <laughs> He's only just gone and tweeted us the actual CTTV video, and it's everything that he said it is. It's incredible. Fox comes out of nowhere, starts having a go at the chickens, and then suddenly Nathan crashes out through their main kind of like lounge window in a hoodie and does that thing. You know, like you're going to step up as if you're going to headbutt someone. <laughs> yeah. Does that to the fox. Like, Go on. And the fox is out of here. It's 26 seconds of drama. We'll retweet it. Head to the Absolute Radio socials. You can see it. Derek in Cornwall says, Hi guys, I have on my helmet cam an owl hitting me in the face and nearly knocking me off my motorbike. <laughs> I didn't know owls were that aggressive. Imagine hitting an owl at that speed on a motorbike. It must be horrible. Yeah. And they got big old claws on them and stuff as well. And the concave face. Yeah, well, well owls have got one or he had it afterwards. <laughs> Probably a bit of both. This is the Daily Takeaway. I think most people would have heard of the Flying Scotsman. You've heard of the Flying Scotsman? Can, can I just say, I've, I've seen your Instagram stories. <laughs> You're out of control. There's one, there's one phrase, we, obviously we'll explain what's going on, but there's one phrase you've used on Instagram stories. When I saw it on the train today, I was like, what is he doing? Go on, go on, what's the phrase? What have I done, what have I done? Opportunity to get on the footplate? <laughs> Why the hell not? <laughs> who, who am I to say no? I think that was the phrase. I was like, what is he up to? Today is the 170th birthday of King's Cross Station. Oh, right. So they decided, well, uh, you know, anyone has a birthday, you, you you know, particularly when it falls on a Friday, you have a party, don't you? for a party. Invite a mate over for the weekend. Yeah. So King's Cross thought, 170 years old today, let's invite over the Flying Scotsman, because he's 100 as well. It's he's, his he's 100th a good birthday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sat there in the platform all weekend, people getting the chance to come by, take pictures and all that kind of thing. I got invited from... That's, this sounds awful. I got invited for a media launch this morning. Oh, did you indeed? I had the chance to stand on footplate, get some pictures taken. What is the what is the footplate? Please clarify what the footplate is. Um, it's where you drive from. It's like the driver. Like the, you know, the, the cab. The kind cab. Of thing. Got yeah. to go in the cab. But if it's a, if it's a steam engine, it's the footplate. Wow. And was it all you uh, hoped it would be and more? Yeah, yeah. Hot. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I feel like we need boiler suits in our lives. We need boiler suits. Uh, so, yeah, happy birthday, King's Cross. Happy birthday, uh, the Flying Scotsman. One happy enthusiast. Uh, let's just say, if you have been on, no offence, a nerd pilgrimage... <laughs> 
Tell us about it. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Like I say, no offence. Uh, Mike says, Alexa, show me a picture of Joy Unbounded. I was happy. You, you were. You were out of, I would say, out of control. What would be, yeah, all right. Like, for me, like, everything combined this morning, train station, steam train, all that kind of thing, what would be the closest you could come to that? The, as a nerd pilgrimage. As a nerd Again, pilgrimage. You, you're shy of using that phrase, but that's what it is. <laughs> well, it's funny to say, because obviously you've got your trains, I've got my board yeah. games. Uh, I have a beard in at the moment. You know, like when, you, when you've got kids, you can't just go and do something on your own. You have to you have to get it through Congress. It's got to be ratified, isn't it? Got to be ratified. Probably I'm going to have to take some licks of doing something I don't want to do, <laughs> like to, to earn credits for it. But um, uh, the, the, the board game club that I go to on Wednesday nights, yeah. um, there's a little, they do a magazine called Punched, yeah. okay, which is, I think, Punching Counters. But it's really, really quite... You know, dry. Uh, anyway, they do this thing uh, once a year called Punched Con, which is a three-day convention at a hotel in, in Coventry. Oh, yeah. Where we just play historical tabletop war games. Fantastic. It's Honestly, if I can get it through Congress, it means that because a lot of these games take six or seven hours to play, mm-hmm. and you can't do it in the evening or, or on a Sunday because people want the, telly, the table back. So how's I mean? that work? They take over a hotel, you yeah. book into like a room, yeah. you get a chance to wake up, have breakfast, go straight down to oh. like one of the conference suites, yeah. play tabletop games. Tabletop games, they, they do that thing where they put those, those big trellis tables out, and then you just set up. There's this game called Virgin Queen, play, uh, about Queen Elizabeth and that kind of era of uh, British pomp on the high seas. But it takes ten hours to play. Yeah. So you can't play that in one day because people <laughs> want the, the table back. So we could just do that. I mean, I, I'm just, I, I'm getting this hairs on the back of my neck to stand up even thinking about the possibility of it. It is the home time show presented by two of the coolest, if not the coolest, gentlemen on the radio that you will find right now. This is the Daily Takeaway. It's the Film Club. Take the stress out of deciding on what to watch a movie-wise and get the home-time audience to help you decide. Uh, Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Hi, Bush and Richie. Can we use the Hometime Film Club to suggest a scary film for Halloween in a few days' time? We're planning on leaving some sweets on the doorstep so that we don't have to answer the door all evening. The other part of our plan is to then sit in the lounge and scare ourselves silly. So, what should we be watching? Lindsay Marshall and Dion. I don't know whether Marshall is her surname or whether it's Lindsay Marshall and Dion. It's not made clear. Lindsay Marshall and Dion sounds like she's a travelling puppet act. <laughs> or some solicitors. Get Dion out of her suitcase. <laughs> It's a separate issue. Uh, For Lindsay Marshall and, indeed, Dion, what scary film are they watching as they avoid the trick-or-treaters? That's a good point. Marshall could be the dog. Lindsay, But then I feel bad for Dion, because Dion's in the email after the dog. It's it's quite confusing, isn't it? Get back to us, Lindsay, Marshall and Dion. Uh, I'm going to say, scariest film of all time, and this has never changed, is The Shining. Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, Stephen King thing, looks after, you know, Jack Nicholson and his family look after a a hotel in the off-season. It's absolutely terrifying. Don't even need to look it up on IMTV, it's a classic. An absolute classic. The other, in a more modern sense, uh, scary films, The Babadook, very, very scary, Mm -hmm. and also a, a weird indie film called It Follows. I mean, even the title sounds it. It follows. So they would be the three I'd chuck in. What are you going to go for? I'm going to chuck in one, and I, I will have to be open here and say this isn't particular genre of forte uh, for me. I was going to say, Steven Seagal <laughs> didn't make many scary movies, did he? <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put for... Neither did Nicholas Cage, by the yeah, way. Exactly. Ghost Rider, actually, is a good movie. Not really scary. Ghost Rider? Nicholas Cage. You've seen Ghost Rider? Oh, no, I've not seen that. It's not, it's not a scary movie, but it's closest he did. 
Let's let you save face and not check that out on internet movie database. Studio 666, that Foo Fighters film. That was scary. Yeah, it is scary. We did the interviews for that, we didn't did. we? We did, we did indeed. So I'm going to put forward that one, because they obviously like their music, because they like real music, because they're listening to Absolute Radio. An eclectic mix. What do you think is the scariest film of all time for this uh, quite hard-to-work-out trio that are going to be watching a scary movie on <laughs> Valentine's night? I, this isn't. This isn't. This genre is not my forte. Yeah, you're not at home in this particular environment. No, so I was just reading this text out in the studio here for a scary movie, I'm throwing in another Stephen King movie, Janet. <laughs> and then I reread it, and she's actually, I think it's from Janet, and the movie's called 1408. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> King's Janet. <laughs> Least scary film ever. Linda. It depends what Janet's up to, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, she could be a nightmare, couldn't she? <laughs> a nightmare with a waiter oh, in a restaurant. Dear, 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 dear. Imagine that. What would be the, like, no offence to who, <laughs> what women are called this, but, like, what would be, like, the least offensive name? Because yeah, obviously Carrie's kind of quite scary, but if it was Lydia, it wouldn't well, be Stephen I, King's Lydia. Well, that I'm going to say Janet would work, because, like, you know, have you ever met a nasty Janet? I haven't. That's a good point. Kind of flips it on its head a little bit, doesn't it? Just when we decide on the movie later, you get final choice, because it, it should not be on me. <laughs> not uh, tonight. Lorna says, scariest movie for me is Jewel, one of my favourite films of all time. That one where that lorry chases that uh, fellow and he's going for a job interview. Kevin Lynch makes a really good point. The first Ghostbusters, which yes. is like a kid's film. Yeah. Uh, but there's that bit at the beginning where the, the, the hovering, floating person in the in the library turns into a nasty, spiky tooth ghost. And the marshmallow man isn't particularly that nice. It's not getting all, you know, what is ectoplasm when you really think about it? It's a bit <laughs> gross, isn't it? I don't know. Ask Janet. Yeah, ask Janet. Uh, 8, 12, 15 for your text, your tweets to Absolute Radio for your suggestions for the most scary movie that Lindsay Marshall and Dion should be watching. Stephen King's Brenda. <laughs> People have been suggesting this one. Uh, it's got to be The Exorcism of Emily Rose, apparently based on a true story. Even the title sounds scary. Uh, text here, what about Season of the Witch? That has Nicolas Cage in. Is that not a horror film? It's one I'm not aware of. It's not a patch on uh, Ghost Rider, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. We've got Julie on the line. Julie, what movie scares you? It's Candyman, the original version. I was too scared by that to ever watch the one that they redid in, in 2021. It is horrible. So scary. Is this the one where you look in the mirror and you say it three times? Is that what it is? Exactly. And then, you know, all heck breaks loose, pretty much. And it is an urban setting. It feels very real and it's a frightening film. Uh, I'm looking at reviews here, 6.7 out of 10, which is a lot higher than uh, Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage, by the way. Quite a bit higher, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so can you not watch that film because it gives you nightmares then? No, I absolutely... I can't even... I was going to... Um, look it up. I couldn't even look at some of the details online to remind myself it's that scary. A murderous that soul with a hook for a hand is oh. accidentally summoned to reality by a sceptic grad student researching the monster's myth. Whoa. It, 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 it's supposedly based on a true story. It happens in a housing development and it's in there in car parks and all sorts of scary things. Well, okay. just, just to prove that it, it's, you know, it, it isn't real and it's actually OK, do just end this call by doing Candyman three times for us, please. No, I'm not. I don't. I can't. <laughs> that I scary? Can't, it is that scary? I'm home alone, so that makes it even scarier. All right, we won't do. No, we're not. No one doing Candyman. Then we're going to leave it. We'll leave it. <laughs> uh, Chris says Jaws is the scariest film. Ruins oh. seaside swimming for millions of us. Technically, it's a horror film too. Do you know what? Even even like to this present day, if you go for like a swim somewhere a bit exotic, if you ever go on holiday, it does go through your mind just for a second. You can hear the music. Boom, boom. That's a terrible Jaws <laughs> song impression, wasn't it? Do you want to have another go? Boom, boom. I can't do it. <laughs> can you do it? 
Boom, boom. That's a bit higher. I think it was higher. That's, well, that's the mistake you made. One more go. Boom, boom. No, you no, can't it's do comedy. it. comedy. That's uh, not scary. It's got a trombone. <laughs> yeah, Nick <laughs> says, I agree with Bush about The Shining, but try reading the book. It Ooh. was even scarier. I mean, it, it's a good Stephen King book. It's not a patch on Janet, his first novel. <laughs> Stephen King's Janet, but I think we might have to go for that. What about that? Should I we go think for that? so. I think so many people have said The Shining, you put it forward, and if Nick's saying that the book is even scarier, a book can be scarier than something you can watch. I think it's got to be it. Lindsay, Marshall, Dion, we don't know what the relationship is, but that's your movie. <laughs> Daily takeaway. Just want to apologise for the beginning of um, tonight's episode of the uh, the Daily Takeaway. I, th- I think we've lost it. It was slapstick. <laughs> At very best, it was slapstick. We do apologise. It won't happen again. For ta ta.